Welcome to the Film Review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Each week, the husband and wife team take you on a discussion on culture in movies, music, politics, and society. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. So get ready for this week's The Film Review. All right, people. This is a special episode of The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. You know, we're your hosts, the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. Who review culture in music, movies, politics, and society. And today's movie that we're uh, reviewing today is The Sisters Brothers. Uh, tell them who the cast is. Well, first, uh, the oh. novel was written by Patrick DeWitt. Uh, Patrick uh, DeWitt. Right. And there's a huge, a talented cast of actors in this film. Um, well, Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. is the lead. John C. Riley. Right. It, well, well, John C. Riley is the lead, right. and Joaquin Phoenix is the co-star. Right. You know, uh, who else is in there? Well, in the movie, uh, the brother. Once you see the movie, the brother is like is the star, but um, you know, he's actually well, well, well. We'll get into it, but John C. Riley is actually the one that's going through what I would call the hero's journey. Right. So go ahead and find that real quick. We got a second. Um, so, the soundtrack on this, we need to talk about this first and get this out the way. The soundtrack on this is like kind of a, gives you reminiscent of, but not quite, but reminiscent of the good, the bad, the ugly, all of the films with Clint Eastwood as the cowboy with no name, a no name cowboy. The good, the bad, the ugly, a few dollars more, right. things like that. It's not, it doesn't sound like that particular composer, but it's iconic because it moves within the film and it moves the film along. The music is definitely a character in the film. Yeah. It moves it along. When when there's action going on, there's certain music that's being played. Right. This moving this along, right? Yep. So the star, the film is starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Riley, Jake Gyllenhaal, Riz Ahmed. Um, now let, let, let's tell them who Riz Ahmed is. If you have ever seen the HBO uh, short mini uh, drama called uh, "It Happened One Night," something like that. Yeah, right. And uh, he's uh, he's he gets with a girl. You know, and has a fling with her, right. and he um he gets caught up into this crime because someone murders her in this house, and then the whole story picks up from there. That's the initiating event, right. and from then on, it's a person who is uh, who's usually in Spike Lee films. I can't think of his name right there, but he's usually the Italian guy in the films of Spike Lee, and he actually is a <clears throat> half baked or a defense attorney 
who is like on his last leg, uh, a defense attorney, and usually he gets people and gets them to plea, but for some reason he sees this guy sitting in the holding cell, and for some reason he just believes in him, and then watch, you have to see that, you have to see that uh, short mini on HBO, you can go see it, they have it up on HBO. So, he is an actor who is actually uh, a hip-hop artist. Yep, a British. British hip-hop artist, though he's from Pakistani descent, right? right? But he's actually a hip-hop artist who actually made it um, into acting, and that was his first role in that HBO short mini-drama, like six episodes or so, uh, telling the story. They don't call them miniseries anymore, because miniseries just go more days. But anyway, so he, he was great in it as he, he comes up with this invention. We're not going to give away story but it, it the whole story is wrapped around uh the prospecting era of 1851 the gold rush that was happening in san francisco and other parts of california and the story starts from people what well, well it goes from this person is traveling uh from the east over to uh the west to you know do this do this uh new invention he came with to discover gold and so that's the that that's his character then they have um who's his friend in it jake gyllenhaal right jake gyllenhaal is a uh private detective that is tracking this guy for the commodore right and he then strikes up a friendship with him now it's questionable you have to watch the film they really don't talk about it but I swear that this was like Brokeback Mountain 2 a little bit in this in this storyline between the two people they had a respect for each other he's kind of like an English or he's an English type of uh, English from England type of guy who's over in America trying to uh, run from his lineage and his money basically he's right. tired of being around his father that's Jake Gyllenhaal's character right Right now, these are supporting characters, right? But they are well flushed out. They have a backstory that is told very well in this story. It's, it's amazing how much of a backstory that they have. Yeah, because you talked about the multiple storylines yeah, yeah. going on within uh -huh. the film. Yeah, it's a multiple storylines going on in the film, so it's more like an ensemble cast. Yeah, but it is definitely a hero's journey. So then we come to John C. Riley. Now, you usually know him from being in the quirky comedy There's films along with... Uh, character actor. Yeah, character actor, but he's usually in the quirky uh, uh, comedy films along with the comedy genius of... What's the guy from Saturday Night Live who did uh, they did all those different... He, he played... Well, anyway, we, we, we're staying on him. So he play, he's the brother, and he is the older brother... And then Joaquin Phoenix plays the younger brother. And why I call this a hero's journey. Well, first of all, let me tell you what a hero's journey is. Okay, a hero. I want to say hi, Tanya. Okay. So the hero's journey uh, is usually a story where you meet the character and they're just normal and they're in their world. And then something happens and the world cracks and then the initiation event happens and the world cracks then the person has to go on this adventure 
and in between time of uh, taking this adventure, they're uh, learning their craft. It's like any classic kung fu or gung fu movie that you would see, where they learn their trade and then they, they learn their craft, and then they're able to and they get they have friends along the way, uh, partners along the way that that help them out along the way until they can get back home. And that's usually what the hero's journey is, usually a bit gloom in it where something happens, a, a main supporting character might pass away, and then that person has to go on. And in the end, they arc and they become not only uh, just that ordinary person, but they have a new skill set that then takes them on into the end and by the end of the film they are fully arced and they are who they are like Luke Skywalker in the beginning he was just a young teenager basically on the planet something happens he goes to see Obi-Wan Kenobi because RTD2 comes and shows Princess Leia he takes it to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi meanwhile while Obi-Wan Kenobi is taking him back when he gets back his aunt and uncle are murdered and that's the initiating event that kicks it off to say okay this was his normal world. Now his world is cracked. Now, in the Sisters Brothers movie, the world is already cracked. So you don't see their life before. They're already in it. And let me tell you something. Let's talk about the cinematography for a minute. Oh my gosh. It was just uh, breathtaking. Um, the landscape was just beautiful. It's just scenic. And like you said, the cinematography, like the angles, it was just like well done. It was a story within the cinematography. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of, yeah, it kind of is puts you in the mind of a John Ford film. If anyone knows John Ford and how he would take John Wayne out there into uh, the different parallels between 30 and 40 latitude and 50 latitude where there's desert and then there's greenery and then you see the mountains and all that that's that's what this film reminds you of the the landscape the land is definitely a character in the film it, it drives the film because the backdrops and all that all of that make takes you into the world of this film and it makes the whole world and it is a character the 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 mountains the land the the ground the dirt just everything the trees, everything and then i'm not gonna uh well the one scene um like without any words it told the story in the cabin when the camera moved oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, you can tell yeah. time passed yeah 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 and, yeah it's, it's beautiful filmmaking right. the cinematography on it it's it's just like anything else but then there's some new advances on moving time along that I have to give credit to the director yeah, and the because I hadn't seen that done yeah 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 it, it was it's, it's real good um well I've seen it in videos but not right but not film, to right. the extent of what they did here they borrowed from some of the greats hype Williams and all that because they're so they borrowed from some of our greats to pull this off with the way that they uh, do it. It's it's really amazing. It's the acclimation back to home, which is the story that they tell through visual. Because for people that don't know, uh, TV 
it's more uh, uh, about the dialogue and so it's stage. But when you get to film, film is told, there's dialogue, but film is told through the visual. And so the, the, the it's beautiful, the, the, it's the whole visual. So we set that up. So cinematography, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was amazing. Uh, done by Alexander Desplat. This was his first uh, Western score. Mm-hmm. He won an Academy Award for the film The Shape of Water. And um, this movie right here, from beginning, like the very first scene, like five minutes in, I said to him, this music is nice. This is not the traditional Western type film music. Right. Right. And, it's, um, it's definitely a, 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 a movement forward from what happened with Sergio. I can't think of the last per, the last name of the person that was over in Italy when uh, Clint Eastwood went over there and played in the Italian westerns, which were was the Cowboys. The three films he did: the Cowboy with no name, the no name Cowboy films. Um, but like I said, we have to go over it again. The music character in the film the cinematography the the landscape character in the film okay if you don't have those particular shots then it doesn't feel like a traditional western where they were going but they also brought in new cinematography yeah. uh, movement of camera to tell the story now and the acting was excellent excellent i mean you knew the well, I just, I just had a feeling that the acting was going to be great, especially got, based on the acting. Yeah, because you got Jake Gyllenhaal right. and Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, and Joaquin Phoenix and Jake Gyllenhaal actually spend about five minutes on screen, you know, uh, interacting with without each other, having an in-depth conversation without action. There's actually a dialogue between the two actors, which are good, but I can tell you that Jake Gyllenhaal was really pay- playing his part because he actually put an accent on it. Now, knowing that period of time, people wouldn't talk like they wouldn't like they wouldn't use the abbreviations. They would say they would not talk like someone, so they would talk the straight English, and it wouldn't be the apostrophes and uh, taking the letters out. But so. That language was more modern, but what yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal was doing was definitely, um, you know, definitely in the character and staying in the character. And without him, it would not have se- seemed right. as realistic to show you that different people were coming from different places. Okay, yeah. so the cinematography now, the the scene opens. The, why I say this is the hero's journey, but it is uh, changed in updated and moved along you're in the you're in the middle of the hero's journey because the person is already art they are already who they are as a brother team who hunts down people so it opens with a wide shot and the wide shot stays on the screen for about 30 to 45 seconds on the screen and then you hear the dialogue, you hear the call out from them and you don't know exactly where it is because it's dark. But what they do is they use the pop of the guns to illuminate where they are. So it starts with a wide shot, then it drops to a medium shot, then it drops to 
close to uh, mid shots of the actors as you see them doing their thing and then you see them pull in on medium shots shooting down the people so it's beautiful cinematography um, one, a one-on-one of cinematography how you open with a wide shot medium shot close up boom 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 so right there it, it, it's just staying textbook to what it is great uh, camera angles and work on that so you're already introduced to them they are already who they are as a brother a brother assassin team we might as well yeah, just call assassins. it they're assassins right. you know they're working for a person named the commodore and they get a new mission and their new mission is to um go out and find this person they don't know why they're well at least the audience doesn't know and um john c Riley's character the older brother doesn't know but the Commodore takes a liking to the younger brother, which is Joaquin Phoenix's character. And he takes a liking to him, and there's certain secrets that he keeps, that Joaquin keeps from his brother, right? And As the characters, and he keeps certain secrets. But he is uh, the younger brother, and he is reckless. And this is what the story is about, about his recklessness, and as the story is told, you start to learn why he is reckless. Right. You know, you start to learn these things. And you also learn about their relationship as brothers, mm -hmm. um, um, the closeness. Yeah, the closeness. Um, the one brother, like you said, is reckless, and then the other brother is more, um, well, he's a cerebral. Right, you know? he's a thinker. Right. And, um, and he is also actually the hero right. of the of this uh, hero's journey piece. So now, we're the not going to tell. Hey, I'm not going to tell a story, but right. he is the hero, and his brother is the one that often gets them into situations. You have to see this film. Right. So it's a hero's journey. The reason why it's, it doesn't start. So they start there in already being who they are right. as. A family member and then as it goes along you get the uh, people who become allies un unwitting allies right. or, or unexpected allies along right. the way there's a big gloom and then there is a conclusion where you head home and you and it's unexpected so what's what's interesting about this piece is even though they open up and you see the gun battle right it's about 30 minutes or 35 minutes in before you get to the initiating event. And, the thing is, and there's not a dull or boring mm -mm. moment. Like the movie from beginning to end, you're in. It's like yeah. from the first 30 to 35 minutes, it's just cuts of scenes right. of letting you know who these men are because you don't get the, the traditional hero's journey where they start uh, uh, just normal or considered weak, and then they get strong. So it's a thirty to thirty-five minutes before the initial, before they meet up with right. the first. Well, the the Commodore is an antagonist, but right. when they meet up with the antagonist, that's trying to peel their cap. Yeah. Right. 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 It takes about uh, thirty minutes, and you meet the person named Mayfield. The Mayfield character is there to try to peel their cap, okay? 
And so, um, your captures, you're grifting. I mean, your captures. So I mean, so you're there. I'm not telling the, how how it happens, but it's there, and that person is That's as a, a uh, actor is. Um, well, you'll see. You'll see once you get to the uh, movie theater. The director of the film, as well as the screenwriter, is Jacques Audard. He's a French filmmaker. Yeah, you see, you see. Ever since they opened up the studios, people, uh, remember what we talk about when Sony, uh, when they found out that the Sony woman was saying that black people can't sell overseas and all that. And once those leaks came out through the WikiLeaks or whomever released it, I forget the name of the people now because they kind of like moved them out the way now. But once they leaked all that and they opened up the studios, now you have French studios coming in doing American. Uh, doing American themed film with American actors, Japanese, Chinese, and when you go there, you see who is actually producing these films. And but like great storytelling, a different, yeah, 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 a different great, great aspect, like it, the Searching movie we right. saw. Yeah, and um, it was it wasn't based on an American, right? Because they're looking on the outside, right. uh, looking in, and then they're telling the story from their perspective of what. An American, or what the West was to them, by the different writings that were being sent over, and the different comic books that were being drawn at the time, and sent overseas to tell the genteel people overseas that were still dressing in wigs and powdered faces what was going on in 1851. What I thought was interesting in this film, and I'm not going to get give anything away, but they kind of they went more into detail and what. It, it actually was like for um, a, a cowboy or someone that lived during this period, yes. because usually, you know, harsh. When it we, was harsh, right? When we watch westerns, it's kind of like, like the person the same. is just a Superman. Yeah, already. I mean, it doesn't go into like detail on, you know, just the little things like the. Just I don't little things. Give it just, away. Just, just, just little things that happen the in the in the desert. And dealing with desert animals yeah, and because, critters. Yeah, when you see it, you would say, oh, well, that would make sense. They would have experienced that. Yeah, but but then you, you also ask, you say, why is that in the film? But then later you you find out that that was just a, 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 to move. It was a story beat to move the story along to show you why the one character was wanted to have enough with what they were doing. Right. And that's what we'll say with that. So It was really... A really, really good film. Yes, yeah, well, excellent. It's definitely well, well worth seeing. Right. Well worth the price of admission, and it's right. and it's a two hour and some minute film. Yeah, one um, minute, two hours and one minute. Two hours and one minute film, and you are gripped in from the opening all the way into the end. And I can tell you, the end using the aspects of. Uh, video music video making and passing time along and moving time along it it will uh it will capture you in and you will say wow that's incredible right because you did not know that they even had anything to go back to because right. the within the dialogue and within a flashback scene you learn about a harsh father right right and you you don't even realize that there is anything for them to go back or anyone for them to go back to, and um, so it's uh, interesting. And I wonder if the Red Shaw 
<clears throat> was not we thought it was a love interest right right the I think red, it was uh, but I, I it thought was. I thought it was probably now that you see it because he didn't go back to but anyway yeah, you have to see the film people yeah, yeah, right you have to see the film it's well worth seeing very entertaining uh western up you know it's a good film when I think this is your first time um out of all of the reviews where you stopped in the middle and thought of like a, a part in the film. And yeah, a story, a story beat. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, what, what what makes this story interesting is is one, it's you see multiple stories in there within this short period of time. It's not just set into okay, they're going after this guy who, who's a prospector, but you see them what they do, right. then you see their interaction. So there's different stories to go along with each place. They run into uh, many different difficulties in between, right. but it's not the same storyline. Like if you watch, uh, what is that, Lord of the Rings? Right. It's the same storyline. So everyone that comes in has to do with trying to help find this ring. Right. This is not that type of film. So it's it's uh, it's an ensemble cast, and it right. and it really because it's a hero's journey at the same time. It kind of masks. The fact that it is an ensemble cast film, it masked that. It should definitely get some Oscars. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, the soundtrack itself, because at the end, it's, it's a piece that's playing at the end. And, uh, you know, it's funny, the film ends, but they do all, they go through all the credits and they go, they show you all the different countries that they shot in. Right. They, they, shot, they shot in different countries to represent America. Right, but again, they they shot in between the 40th and 30th latitude. Sometimes in between the 30th, 40th, and 50th latitudes. Anyone knows about latitudes? Depending on if you're in the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere, those different latitudes are exactly the same across the planet. If you're on the northern hemisphere, 30 to 50th latitude are the same. If you're on the southern hemisphere 30 to 50 uh, latitude uh, south is the same as 30 to 50 of latitude north it's the same uh, environment the same uh, ecosystems uh, the same deserts the same plushness the same whatever it, it, within those latitudes that's what you learn in geography when you become when you're when you go to film school you have to learn geography because you could be in the desert and it could be an ephemeral lake and an ephemeral lake means that the water disappears but if it's a flash uh flash rainstorm like what happens in las vegas and you're in the ephemeral lake you are going to drown and so that's what you learn when you uh uh, take it you learn about geography and that's part of it so them being able to go across all these different lands and represent America because in, in, in the uh, Great Plains so to speak and the ocean seems beautiful also. oh yeah yeah when they get to the ocean I mean it's incredible but we don't want to get out of way for the lake yeah 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 it's yeah beautiful. yeah yeah and, 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 it's so, just it's just a beautiful movie it's just worth seeing the cinematography and the acting is just just a-list actors that's right so. a-list actors especially um jake gyllenhaal Joaquin really Phoenix. brings it home and then and riley, uh, uh, john, uh, riley, riley john c riley he really brings it home he's usually a comedic actor 
but he brought this home and he is the hero of the piece going through this journey. And, and in the end, when they get to where they're going, you're like, wait a minute, is something getting ready to happen? Is something getting ready to happen? And at the end, well, you'll see. You'll, you'll see. see. It, this was a good role for him. Yeah, re really Roddy. great role for him. I think this is the him. best role I've ever seen him. Yeah, yeah. He really, yeah. he really, um, usually they would play him as probably being a slow character. Right. And at the first, when you first open up the film, you think, is he slow? But then you find out who he really he is. is. No, I mean in the beginning because <laughs> I just thought he was just laid back. He was more his brother was he was more cerebral, more his, like you said. Right, his brother has a lot of uh, this rah rah like attitude, like you know, kind of uh, gangster type attitude. Gangster type, attitude. and he's more like laid back. Yeah, he's more cerebral. He right. thinks and he's figuring things out. So in the beginning, I think they did that first to mask. Who he was, but then as the story is told, you find out that he is the hero actually taking this journey, and he's making sure that he takes care of his younger brother in the process. So it's a great film. The trailer doesn't do it any justice, but the trailer did just enough to make you want to see the film. So that's where we will do it. So Riz Ahmed is definitely yeah yeah he's spinning a few he's spinning a, a few different things yes. yeah he's coming from coming from hip hop music yep coming from you know yep, he's a coming British from rapper. something yeah. making something from nothing kind of like with Will Smith Will Smith um or any of the others L Cool J um and many. Ice T. Ice T, most definitely. Ice right. T. Ice Cube. Ice Cube, Common. Uh, come on. Come Queen on. Queen Latifah. Yeah, that's it's right. like so many of them. So, so many. Yeah. So, you know, thanks hip hop. Yeah. Thanks Bronx 1973. Okay, people. So, um, so we've been over sim cinematography, music, landscape, acting. Uh, we can't really tell you any scenes because we want you to really see this film. Right. It's well worth seeing. You will, it will be worth the price of admission. Sister, brother. The sisters, brothers. Sisters, brother. Right, right. So, what would you rate the film? A 10. Okay. All right. And, and so, you know, I'm going to rate it a 10 too. It's definitely very entertaining and, you know. Oh, socially conscious also. Okay, explain. Expound. Expound. Um, with Riz. Ahmed's character uh -huh. was, you know, he talked about a community that they were building and trying to build. Trying to build. Well, he said there were always there were, were all uh, already people there. He was kind of like they were trying. Were he trying was kind of like to bring to me, more people. He was kind of like to me, kind of like a David Koresh type character. People, where you know. It would have started out. It would have seemed like it would have no. been nice, but in the end, it would have been Waco no. and, and, and the and the, and the Lone Ranger, the real Lone Rangers, would have had to come down there and uh, he seemed uh, peaceful, like he maybe like peaceful. the Dalai Lama. Or but something. he was able to extract from people, right? Uh, just through conversation, their yeah. deepest inner thoughts, and they felt free to actually. Uh, you know, actually uh, tell their business to him. Right. So in that aspect of it, he was more like um, a David Koresh type character. Anyone that is uh, has a charisma right. and who knows, 
how that would have ended up. Yeah, but, but see the his film. goal was yeah to to bring people together so they can live to in a make peaceful a, to have a true democracy right where people it wasn't not about greed but when you right. understand what democracy is about right. democracy is actually the form of capitalism that we have in America because re remember this is during a Western <laughs> period mm -hmm. so his goal was to live within the community mm -hmm. with no violence no violence. shooting and That's because right. That was all around, you know. This yeah, is we, we've the seen those Wild Wild West. We've seen those communities before, right? Right. So Yahweh been Yahweh. We've seen uh, Doctor York. We've seen uh, Koresh. What, what was the other one? Oh, uh, the big one, uh, Jim Jones, and uh, drink the Kool Aid, and you know. So, so we and have then, seen and those. And you before. also see in this film what happens when one becomes too greedy. That's right. And now that, while that you're right watching, the, you're kind of like, okay, well, when is enough enough? And then it's like, okay, well, you just destroy something that could have been beautiful over greed. So, I mean, it's really, really worth seeing. I mean, there was just so many different, like, stories and the going greedy, on. And it was really thought-provoking. Yeah. And the greedy often uh, ended up... Well, having we a bad, don't know, having a bad situation. Well, we you know, you know. You sometimes have you never know, right? You know. Yeah, but see the film. <laughs> it's a, it's a great one. Also, this is brought to you by. Should have said this in the front. Uh, the Black Eyes Chronicles: The Shifter. It is on Vimeo on demand for two ninety nine. Go there, watch uh, the Shifter. Uh, it's the film that kicked it all off. Um, Which also has an amazing soundtrack. Uh -huh. It is uh, it is funny. Right. It is it has the right jump points in it. Uh, won me the uh, curator's pick at the French Fest film. Hollywood. Uh, well, that's the one that kicked it off. That right. Brought us out here in the first place. Great film. Great Halloween film. is tomorrow. That's right. It's well worth seeing. It's a Halloween and, film. And wait a minute. Coming out uh, tomorrow is the fourth installment right. of uh, A Preacher's Life starring uh, this, this particular part stars um, Roland M. Matthews. Right. Uh, Algie Jenkins, who is playing in Eclipse right. at the Smith Center this weekend right. from this, uh, November 2nd right. to the 4th. So it, it stars those she is two. A, a great actress. Great, great actress. Yes, that's right. She is in whenever she comes, she comes, she shows up, shows out, delivers her lines, and brings the characters that are right to life. So definitely uh, that debuts tomorrow. Uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, Western, which is a uh, Pacific Day light time. They changed it from Pacific Standard Time but to Pacific Daylight Time. 9 a.m., 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and all the different graduations between Mountain and Central. It debuts at that time period and you're able to watch this film, uh, watch this installment and we're going for the test read auditions for the next installments that are coming out, you know, gradually. They come out in spring and they come out 
in the fall, as promised. So, uh, you're an actor, and you want to be seeing her recognized and appreciated by a by projects that when you work on them, they actually come out. Then you go on ahead to uh, submit your headshot, your bio resume to Lordland Enterprises at hotmail.com. That's Lordland Enterprises at hotmail.com. Don't forget to put the S on enterprise, right? And send that in, and we will be in contact with you because the test read auditions are coming up. And you uh, interpret my words, and I'm gonna write something especially for you. And um, it's a great piece, and everybody loves it. And you will be seeing her recognized and appreciated. And go watch all the first three installments, and get ready for the fourth installment. I'll be pushing that all across the FB pretty soon. So stay tuned. You've been watching the film review. That's uh, music, well, that's movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to our minds. Right. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review culture in movies, music, politics, and society. And we'll see you next time. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. The hosts, Crazy D and Tracy Dion. All music heard on the film review, available on iTunes, Apple Music. Live stream recording and audio, Crazon Dion. Research on topics, Tracy Dion. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. All rights reserved. LordlandFilms.com. Copyright 2019.